This session of Scanner School is sponsored by our new training course, An Introduction to SDR, or Software Defined Radios. Now, this course is designed to walk you through the process of not only purchasing, but also installing an SDR, getting the accessories hooked up, and getting the software installed in your computer so you are ready to go without wasting time and getting you operational as soon as possible. We'll teach you how to not only set up the hardware, so you can get analog reception, but also P25, DMR, NXDN, and trunking, all, again, with simple-to-use hardware and your existing computer setup. So for more information about this introduction to SDR training, please visit our website at scannerschool.com courses. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to session number 72 of the Scanner School podcast. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and we are here to teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. Everything we talk about today, any links can be found on our webpage, scannerschool.com slash session 72. Now, if this is your first time listening to Scanner School, I want to say thank you and welcome. And if you'd like to, take your phone out of your pocket and go ahead and click that subscribe button so that you can get Scanner School automatically delivered to your device every week going forward. Now, for those of you who are returning, this again is one of our Ask Scanner School sessions where I answer your questions. So how do you submit a question to Scanner School? You can go to scannerschool.com slash ask, and in there will be a link to either our speak pipe where you can leave me a voicemail using your smartphone or your computer's microphone. You can also dial our local U.S. number, which is a 516 area code number for New York. So if you're in the U.S., you can go ahead and leave us a voicemail that way. Or old-fashioned email also works. We have a contact form on that webpage where you can also just email us your question. Now, again, that one has, unfortunately, the lowest priority because it's a lot easier for me to answer the speak pipe and the voicemail questions, so I get to those a lot quicker. So, again, scannerschool.com slash ask will allow you to ask me a question, and I will answer it on a future podcast. So also, if you've been listening for a while, you know that Colleen has been asking the questions that you have been submitting via email. Now, unfortunately, Colleen has now decided to um, to focus on her own personal uh, ventures. I don't, I don't want to say unfortunately in a bad term. It was unfortunately for me, but for her, she has a very exciting job opportunity that she has taken advantage of. And also, she's finishing up her senior year of college. So Colleen has been there through step one of the Scanner School podcast. She was there to help me build the website, to get things organized, to start putting things together. She was also there to start recording the Scanner School stuff as well. So Colleen has been a very strong behind-the-scenes uh, person. Not to say she's the only one working behind the scenes. I have a, a team of a couple of people working, but Colleen will surely be missed. So this will be Colleen's last week reading your questions. And um, if it's not me, I'll definitely have somebody else doing it for next week. So with that, let's bring Colleen on for the last week that she'll be with us and uh, allow her to ask the very first question. So Colleen, one last time, take it away. James Burroughs writes, are there any add-on antennas yet to fit the SDS-100? 
right, James, great question. So yes, there is one that I am very aware of that is out there. I haven't really tried it personally yet, but the reviews on it are really, really good. So before I get into this, the answer there, what's the problem with the SDS-100 and aftermarket antennas? Well, Uniden made the scanner so it was a little bit more weather tight than we're used to. And in doing so, they've changed the body style of the scanner. I mean, yeah, obviously they changed the body style, but they changed really the body, uh, the way that the body forms around the SMA catcher or the antenna. They actually curved the plastic body upwards just a little bit so that the SMA connector isn't totally accessible. What happens is enough of it sticks out for you to get a thread going, but most aftermarket antennas don't bite on deep enough to get the center pin to where it has to go. So there's no uh, connectivity from the center pin of the antenna to the center pin on the radio, which obviously now is a problem because you don't have an antenna connection there. The, the antenna, the stock antenna on the STS-100 has a rubber O-ring on it, which helps with the weather tightness of the radio. So what happens is when you screw this antenna down, the weather O-ring, so when you screw this antenna down, the O-ring goes past this lip on the radio and basically seals out the environment from going into the SMA port. So again, this is a great design from Uniden where they've added to the ability to have this, the radio watertight, but it limits us on to how we can add external antennas. Now again, you could put like an SMA barrel connector on there to extend out the length of it, but that doesn't look too pretty. You could also use the estimated BNC connector that's also included with the SDS-100, but reality is none of it really looks that great. So, so a company out there called Remtronics makes an antenna that fits the design of the SDS-100. Now, this Remtronics antenna is really made to cover the 700 and 800 band and is saying it's a 6 dB gain over the standard antenna. But the reviews are in that says that not only does it cover well from 700 to 960, or now again, I said it was a 700 800 antenna, but it also works very well in the UHF band. Now, it's only seven inches tall. It has a standard SMA connector with that rubber O-ring on it, and it's a nice improvement from the standard antenna, and it's a lot more flexible as well. So where can you get this Remtronics antenna for the SDS-100? Well, you can do so by going to Scanner Master. Now, if you want to use our affiliate code, we'll earn a small commission if you buy this antenna from this link. You go to scannerschool.com slash scanner master, or you can go right to their product by going to scannerschool.com slash remtronics. That's R-E-M-T-R-O-N-I-X. Now, phonetically, Romeo Echo Michael, Tangle Romeo Oscar, November Indigo X-Ray, Remtronics. Scannerschool.com slash Remtronics or Scannerschool.com slash Scanner Master. Those are our affiliate links for this product. And, um, you know, they're out of stock right now, unfortunately, as I'm recording this. But if you click on the button at Scanner Master and you do click on me, uh, email me when it's back in stock. They'll notify you when it comes back in stock. Again, my email is on the list. So when it comes back in, I will definitely be doing a review of this Remtronics uh, SMA antenna. So hopefully that uh, that answers your question. And thanks again for submitting it to Ask Scanner School. John writes, my struggles have really been about programming. 
I'm fairly proficient with computers, writing to SD cards, etc., but I'm still having a hard time understanding all my options for creating favorites lists using both the Sentinel and Whistler software. Also, the old ARC that is used for GRE. Also, truly understanding who to convert to scanning by area code to using my favorites list seems to escape me in that I'm either not programming my favorites list correctly or I'm not getting the scanner to scan my favorites list correctly. It seems this is basic knowledge to most scanner enthusiasts, so I'm not sure why it seems to escape me. Anyway, thanks for putting this info together. I'm enjoying learning more about this enjoyable hobby. Best, John. John, you are not alone on this one. I get plenty of questions, even from customers who have radios I have programmed for them. Uh, when it comes to zip code scanning and favorites lists and trying to wrap your head around how things actually operate when it comes to the Uniden platform. Now, the Whistle platform, that's on a whole whole other ball game right there. Um, I mean, I can get my way around the Whistler Easy Scan. I'm not a, a big fan of it, but it is what it is, and there's nothing else really going around when it comes to, uh, to the TRX-1, TRX-2 platform. But you did mention ARC, so I'm going to assume you're not using a TRX, TRX-1, or TRX-2 because the only software you can use for those radios is EasyScan. So I'm going to assume you're using something that uh, does support the ARC or Butel software. So let's go back to Uniden real quick. I'm not a big fan of doing zip code scanning only because um, it, it does baffle a lot of people when it comes to locking things out or, or avoiding certain things. What you have to remember with zip code scanning, though, is it's going to look for your area that you put in there, your zip code. You're going to put a radius. Say you put a radius of 10 miles in there. But you're going to receive anything that also can be received within that 10-mile window as well. There's an overlap in there. So you're not going to receive things that are transmitting from 10 miles away. You're going to be receiving things that could also be received from 10 miles away. That's the best way really to think about it when you do your zip code scanning. But the big problem that most people have when it comes to doing their home patrol databases is their not only the scan list but the service lists. I have wasted basically an entire Saturday when I first got involved with the um, with the Home Patrol style database, and I put my local utility company, and I couldn't figure out for the life of me why I couldn't get that utility company to scan. Every time I turned that favorites list on, I kept getting nothing to scan in my window, and I'm looking at the program going, it's in there. I can see it. I read the radio. It's there. If I step through it, it's there. Why can I not scan my utilities? then I realized that the service list for utilities was turned off. So you have to make sure you've not only enabled your favorites list, but you've also turned on the service list as well. Now, it gets trickier than this as well, too, because if you have a scan list enabled and it only has a small set of service lists turned on or service lists within that favorites list, you can't toggle all the other services off or on if they're not in that favorites list. So the best thing to do when you're going through and programming up your scanner, your home patrol scanner, is when you go into Sentinel and you go into your profile database, your profile settings, make sure you've turned on all of the services that are available. Turn them all on. This takes them out of the equation. Now, the next thing you want to do, too, is also make sure you're not scanning the full database when you are scanning from your favorites list. This will cut down on all the stuff that you are trying to receive as well. This way you're not picking up things that you are expecting not to pick up. So again, if you're listening to, uh, you got favorites list set with just fire, EMS, and police, 
then you don't want to be picking up, uh, say, schools or transportation. But if you have those services enabled and you have the global database turned on, you're also going to pick those up. So make sure that you turn off the global or the, um, the, the Home Patrol master database when you're scanning your favorites list as well, unless you want them on. But my recommendation is, is to forget about the zip code scanning. Just go ahead and set up your favorites list using Sentinel, uh, using the counties and the systems that you want, put them into several different favorites lists, turn them on, make sure your services are turned on, and go from there. Same thing kind of holds true when you go into the whistle line when you use an ARC. It's a lot easier, though. Uh, the way that GRE radios are set up is you have a system, um, you have a long list of frequencies and talk groups, and then you just assign those to um, to scan lists. I believe is the term they use in the uh, in the Whistler and GRE world. But same deal, you just assign it to a bank key, basically, and that toggles everything off and on. So basically, you put your frequencies in there, and you can assign them to multiple scan lists within the software. So if you have a fire department, maybe you want to assign to bank one for your hot list and also bank two for your county, you can do that very simply from uh, the Butel software. So make sure you've set up your scan list within Butel for your GRE, uh, Radio Shack, or Whistler type scanner. All right. Now, again, if you're using the easy scan, um, best of luck to you. I think that's the most ironic name when it comes to scanner radio software. Uh, that's that's a whole topic for, the, for another podcast. We could spend a whole other 25 minutes just talking about easy scan and how to get it to work. And maybe we'll go there. If not here, then on a YouTube video. So hopefully... That hopefully that sets you up with uh, the favorites list on the Home Patrol, making sure that you've enabled the services, that um, you have your range set up correctly. Maybe the smaller range is the best bet when it comes to zip code scanning. And just go right ahead and use your own personal favorites list from Sentinel. All right, best of luck. And thanks again for submitting your question. Tom from Mesa, Arizona writes, I live in Mesa, Arizona. Their police department is on the APCO 25 system. I have a BCD-396XT and a Pro-96 scanner. They were supposed to receive their broadcasts, but due to rebanding, etc., they are useless. Is there any user-friendly scanner out there that would work? So I talked about this one a little bit, and uh, Mesa, Arizona is in Maricopa, county i'm probably butchering the name of that county but <laughs> i'm not from the area so it kind of is what it is so digging into it i went to radio reference database and it looks like mesa is actually on this topaz regional wireless cooperative system also known as the trwc this is a project 25 phase one system and there is a lot of encrypted stuff under mesa but there's also some just plain uh, digital stuff. Again, most of the stuff for PD comes in on, on the encryption side of things. So there's nothing you'll be able to do to get around the encryption. But um, as far as using your 396, you should be okay. The BCD 396 XT should operate just fine for you on this um, on on this Topaz system that uh, that it seems like is in use in the area. So I would recommend just taking a look at your programming and make sure that uh, you go on radio reference and you look under the Topaz uh, P25 system and program that in. And additionally, you have this regional wireless cooperative, this RWC. Now this has uh, quite a bit of digital encryption on it as well. And there is also a P25 phase two system, which is the Maricopa County uh, P25. And again, I don't, um, 
I don't see anything on, on here that is uh, PD related. So again, your 396 XT should be just fine. If you want to listen to this, uh, this county trunk system you got here, you would want something that is supports phase two. So to answer part two of, um, well, actually to, to, to finalize part one here, you don't need to worry about anything that does rebanding because the, the P25 systems, I mean, automatically puts out its, its band plan as part of the protocol. And uh, your 396 should handle this all just fine. But if you're looking for something that's easier to program or, or something else, and again, we had just talked about the, the Home Patrol database. And if you get around how that operates, uh, that might be a best bet because you just put your zip code in there and and, uh, and start going with it. Although I, I do recommend not going that route. Uh, the software is is pretty pretty easy to set up. Um, you, you can go in that, you Sentinel, and you, you hook the scanner up to your computer. And, and basically, you, you navigate to the Home Patrol database and you select what uh, talk groups or what systems you want to monitor and you add that into the scanner as well. But uh, I, I think really you just need to go through your scanner and just make sure you've got the right system set up, finally get the right tower set up and um, your 396 should be uh, good to go on this system. So best of luck with that and again uh, that was the end of uh, Colleen. She only had three questions this week but we have two questions that came in via our voicemail number. So again um, if you have any questions for Scanner School, again, you can do that via um, email, which the first three questions were all coming in through email, or you can do SpeakPipe. And again, these last two questions here came in from our voicemail line. Hello, my name is Gregory Williams. I have a Uniden BCD325P2 scanner. I get a lot of broken communications lately. And I'm wondering if there is something I can do to remedy that. Thank you. Goodbye. So usually when people complain about getting broken transmissions, the first thing I want to look at is, do you have close call turned on? Now, close call looks like the little bullseye in the corner of the screen. Really what close call is doing is, depending what mode it's in, there's close call priority, close call do not disturb, and, and I think there's a third one there as well, but... What you want to do is, is make sure it's off because what close call is really doing is it's looking for the closest signal that's out there. And if you have it set to either close call priority or, or there's another one, and I, again, I can't remember which one it is, but it's definitely not close call not disturb. Um, it's, it's going to look and see what else is out there, even while you're in the middle of receiving something. So that would cause every couple seconds you would drop. And then you hear the conversation again. This is while the scanner is looking for what's out there. Um, you could also have the weather priority turned on. If you have the WX on your screen. And again, that's looking at the weather channels really quick to make sure there's no weather alerts going on. Another thing you want to look out for too is make sure your priority is not turned on, PRI. If priority is turned on, again, your scanner is looking at the priority channels to see uh, if they're active as well. So those are three reasons why your scanner could be dropping out looking uh, for something else to listen to while you're busy listening to what it is that you actually want to listen to. The other thing that might be a problem too would be uh, simulcast distortion. I don't know again what you're listening to here, but you could have a problem with simulcast. It could be that um, you know, you're, you're just getting multiple signals that are coming in. Scans know what to do. It's dropping out. It could be just standard picket fencing. Picket fencing is basically where, uh, well, you call it picket fencing. If you look through a picket fence, you can see you're blocked. You can see you're blocked. You can see you're blocked as you're driving past a picket fence. And RF kind of works kind of the same way. Sometimes you do get this picket fencing. So it could be something like that. And, and if you have an issue with picket fencing, you could use an external antenna while you're driving. Uh, even on your house, you could use an external antenna. 
uh, or try and get down to your local uh, transmit site on your trunk system if you're dealing with simulcast. So without any extra information here, uh, again, what I would recommend is making sure you don't have some sort of priority uh, invoked on your scanner, such as priority scanning, weather priority, do not disturb, um, or then make sure that you definitely have good enough reception and uh, you know see if your antenna is working as well. But those is what I would look for right out of the gate just to make sure that everything is operational. Again, the first three in that order is what I would focus on right away. Hey, Phil, it's Mike from Fremont, California, uh, part of the San Francisco Bay Area. Love the show, by the way. I'm relatively new to the uh, scanning hobby, aside from listening to apps on my phone. Um, the guy in the area here who's kind enough to, I guess, set the stream up, I'm not sure what radio he's using, but a lot of it comes across garbled. I had my heart set on the uh, Whistler, the uh, TRX-100. I like the form factor of it. I like a larger style radio that's uh, mobile. Of course, they have now dropped the ball. Uh, problem here being is I'm told my area deals quite a bit in simulcast. And frankly, the unit in, I guess, the STS-100 looks too much. This is going to sound dumb and petty. Looks too much like a cell phone for me. In fact, it's, it's a good look-alike for my work phone. And I just, something about it bugs me. So now that that's gone, as far as the Whistler goes, and now that I, I still want to receive signals from my area, and I might travel back and forth along the state of California, and I will run into, I guess, simulcast in other areas here, is, is the unit going to be my only choice? What else could I do? Uh, I heard the TRX-1 does not do simulcast, so I'm sticking like that. It, it, it's not an issue of having to pay for the upgrades. I just like the form factor. Is there a larger style? I'm clumsy, like an ox, so I drop a lot of stuff. Is there a larger scanner I can use that'll get me signed? And I want to hear everything. I don't care so much about security guards in my area, but I want to hear the police, fire, um, civic things going on, um, things along those lines. And so if you could help me out, that would be great. I mean, I, I, I would email one of these uh, scanner sale places, but, you know, they really, at the end of the day, just want to pitch you something that can sell to you. So what what are my options? Thank you, sir, and I keep up the good work. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for the question and for the detail in there as well. It really does help me answer your question a little bit better. So you don't like the SDS-100, and uh, I get it. It is a little bit of an interesting form factor there. Um, I'm not a particular fan of the way it looks. To me, it, it looks like it's missing a little bit of the bottom of it. I'm not too thrilled with the way it curved downwards. But in the end, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, and if you're looking for something that does do simulcast, if you can look past the way that the STS-100 looks, again, it's not a you know a super sexy radio. It, it it will do simulcast, and really between the STS-100 and the STS-200, and again, I love the way the STS-200 looks. So if you can get yourself into a desktop or a mobile radio, um, that might help you out there. So I don't know if you're looking for something that's 100% handheld, um, maybe something that would be you know. Um, the mobile radio, as far as you did say mobile, but then you went to handheld territory here, or at least I think you said mobile. Um, the SDS-200, beautiful, by the way, very beautiful. Um, so so that might be something to look at. 
the Unication G series pagers, the G2, G3, G4, G5. Now, again, disclaimer, I am a dealer for Unication, but I'm giving this to you out there as an alternative to the SDS 100. The Unication device works extremely well in simulcast, but it is not a pay, uh, it's not a scanner. You're not going to have the flexibility with the SDS, I'm sorry, with the Unication as you are with the SDS 100. So the G2 is a VHF or UHF pager that does P25 and DMR. The G3 is a VHF and UHF pager dual band that does DMR and P25. The G4 only does 7800, P25 and DMR. And the G5 will do VHF or UHF with the 700 and 800. Now, again, neither of them are as big as the SDS 100. They are not as user-friendly, basically, when it comes to a scanning point of view, but they do work really well in the simulcast environment. Now, Again, they're going to cost you about the same amount of money as the SDS-100. In fact, it may cost you a little bit more at this point for the Unication than it does for the SDS-100. And again, full disclaimer, I am a dealer here for Unication. I'm not bringing this up to try and sell you something because I know that's not why you want you didn't want to go to the other stores for that. You came to me for this. So I'm just putting it out there so you have the ability to make an educated decision here. I know you stated simulcast several times. If you don't specifically need the simulcast or you can work around it, you can look at the 436HP. It's a different body style. doesn't look so much like a cell phone. But again, I don't really think that the SDS-100 looks like a cell phone either because the screen is much smaller. It's got a keypad on it. So in the end, I am going to suggest looking past the body and the form factor of the SDS-100. What's on the screen tells the full story here. It really is a very unique and a very powerful scanner. Now, if you're dead set against that and you want something else you could take with you, you can try a tablet with an SDR attached. Android tablets kind of open up the USB port on, on them and you might be able to tap into a SDR USB dongle. Now, again, that's going to look even more like a cell phone because now you're using an Android tablet. But you're not going to have the, I'm going to use air quotes here, ugliness of the SDS-100. And then the um, the SDR solution with the Android tablet, you're going to spend a little bit of time getting in there. It's not going to be, again, as user-friendly as setting up scan lists. Uh, but it will give you flexibility when it comes to doing simulcast and trunking and, and the other things you could do at the same time with it that you can't do with another scanner. So these are the kind of things you're going to have to play around with and, and trade off. But out-of-the-box solution, I am going to lean towards the SDS-100 and SDS-200. Again, I'm, I know you didn't want to hear the SDS-100, but uh, even though it doesn't really look incredibly sexy, it still is a great radio to use and I do for myself using this radio a lot I, I can see past um, the way that it looks it does look a little bit futuristic in a way but um, you know it, it is it is a great radio and, and that's kind of what it comes down to with the 436 HP I'm not a fan of the display on that one I don't like that it, it doesn't word wrap nicely I wish it would do that better um, but that that's where it would be. And then with the, the TRX-1, 
it is a bigger radio. When you throw the the um, the rubber around it, it becomes way much fatter. The TRX One does have the BNC connector on the top of it, which is nicer. But the software is clunkier. The software, the Easy Scan, I'm not a fan of Easy Easy Scan software. At least when you go to Uniden, you have the ability to plug into a third party solution, so you can use Arc uh, Arc Five Thirty Six on the SDS100 and SDS200. So the other option too would be if you can get away with putting the SDS200 in your vehicle, you might might be able to rig up something where you can tie into it with a cell phone as well or a, um, or a tablet. Now again, this might require you to put a, a router in there with an access point and, and, and wireless in there in your car as well. Just so you have your own personal access point you can get into. Again, it's not as easy as it is with the 536. And I'm just going here on theory. This isn't something I've actually tried out. But in theory, in my mind, plugging in a SDS 200 into a wireless router that has DHCP in it could potentially get you plugged into the SDS 200 using VLC or even Uniden's Siren app if, you can, if you're using a iOS device. So I would, um, you know, if, if you want to go on this more, I, I'm, I am open to go through this and bounce some more ideas off of you and, uh, and see what's going to work out for your solution. But, um, you know, unfortunately, with the TRX 100 uh, going the way of the Dodo prematurely, uh, when it comes to simulcast, really my, my only solution for you here would be STS 100, STS 200, or roll something using a SDR. So the SDR is really an exciting world. So, um, you know, if you have the time and, and you want to invest a little bit and learn a bit more about how those things work, that could potentially be a very, very great opportunity for you as well. So I want to thank everybody who has submitted their questions again this week for Ask Scanner School. If you have a question you would like to have me answer, again, you can just go to scannerschool.com slash ask. And you can either click on the SpeakPipe link to record your question, and we'll get that down immediately. You can dial our local U.S. number. And again, that leaves us a voicemail in our Google Voice box. And we just pull that file off and just plug it right here in the podcast. So that's another easy way for you to get your question in. Or again, if you would like to just type me out an email, you can use the contact box on scannerschool.com slash ask to um to ask your questions and again i want to thank colleen for the over a year and i guess eight months worth of help that she has given me and uh we wish colleen the best in her future she is on to doing some amazing things with what she's doing she relocated to another state and uh is finishing off her senior year of college so uh boy i remember those times it, it seems like couple decades ago <laughs> so but before we wrap up i want to also thank our patreon supporters anthony saggio scott vorder craig harper brian southworth dan james felling ken newberry kenneth fowler mt bono mark bb raymond hill and william r canned if you like to help support scanner school you can become a patreon supporter you can buy through our uh, amazon shopping links if you need to buy something from Scanner Master, we have links to Scanner Master. Again, that Remtronics antenna we talked about earlier, you can also buy that at Scan, Scanner Master. Um, and we also have PayPal. If you just want to do a one-time support, you can help us out by going through that link as well. 
You can help support us by going to scannerschool.com slash support. Now, again, don't forget all the links you talked about in today's podcast are available on our website. Scanner School is copyright 2019 Monitor Long Island Inc. And don't forget as well, if you're interested in getting started with SDRs, Software Defined Radios, our brand new course right now is actually in process. The first night of our training is actually going to be held tonight if you're listening to this podcast and as it comes out on Tuesday. So I'm really excited to get kicked off with our first team or our first set of students. After this wraps up, we're going to make this course a full-on, on-demand course. You'll be able to sign up. So get yourself on the waiting list now. Scannerschool.com slash courses. And as soon as the course is available, we'll let you know right away. So my name is Phil Lichtenberger. My material call sign is W2LAE. And this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything that you know about the scanner radio hobby. Again, if you got a question, scannerschool.com slash ask. We'll catch you all next week. We have a great interview. And that reminds me as well, if you have an idea for the podcast, if there's something that uh, you're really educated in or something that you're having fun with doing, maybe it's something we haven't talked about yet that you would like to discuss, I am open. And this is an open call for anybody who wants to be on the podcast. Just go to scannerschool.com. At the very top of the webpage, you're going to see podcast. Click on that, and in the drop-down will be a guest calendar where you can actually apply to be a guest on the podcast, and I would love to have you on the show. All right, guys, that's it for the week. We'll catch you all next Tuesday, 73.